Welcome to the Wealthy Women Podcast. I am your host, Erica Lucas. I am a wellness enthusiast, nutrition junkie, a forever student of my own body, and a diamond essential oil educator with doTERRA. I love learning, implementing, upgrading, and educating. I'm so passionate about helping women know their worth, gain wisdom, and own their willpower. I am here to help women find answers and feel inspired to live a life of more. Welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Women Podcast. I am honored to have my beautiful guest with me here on Zoom. You guys don't get to see her, but I do as we're <laughs> recording this episode. Uh, her name is Ashley Duso, and her and I became good friends through Instagram. We, uh, we talk about this a lot on this podcast, how the world is made so much smaller through social media, through through podcast episodes, through Instagram, through Facebook. And I absolutely love that we can reach across the world and make friends. And the funny part is, is we became friends and was like, oh, we're both in Canada. Cool. <laughs> so we're only about mm, eight, nine hours from each other. But uh, we met on Instagram. So cool. And uh, Ashley is a holistic health coach. Uh, she studied at IIN. She's certified in plant-based nutrition from the Alive Academy. She's a personal trainer and she's a spin coach. Guys, what doesn't Ashley do? Let's just start there. She's like a freaking Wonder Woman. And one of my most favorite things about her is how she just shows up fully as herself and she shares her world with people so authentically and so real and raw. And she just is truly like rainbows and butterflies. Like I don't I don't know. I don't like I'm like, I want what she's having. Like that's how I feel when I see her Instagram stories. Like she dances, she's got such high energy. And she's always sharing tips and tricks on making amazing recipes and uh, showing you her fitness routines and just being a really positive light. And I adore her. And one day we're going to hang out in person. Yeah. <laughs> we're not that far from each other. So we'll make it happen when, when hashtag quarantining is, is not a thing anymore. <laughs> we'll make it happen. So guys, welcome Ashley. And Ashley, I want you to just go ahead and share anything that maybe I left out, anything you want to add to that introduction. <laughs> yes. Else? Well, thank you so much. You're so sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy and grateful that we met. Honestly, it's been amazing. And yeah, like she said, I've been into like health and fitness pretty much my entire life. I'm, kind of, I'm sure we'll get into my story a little bit later, but it stemmed from a very restrictive eating past. I had a lot of struggles, a lot of dark times in my life, and it completely flipped my life. 360 when I kind of discovered plant-based nutrition and fitness and all that kind of stuff. So it was really amazing to kind of see myself go through that and come out in the light, I guess. Um, and yeah, that journey also led me a lot closer to like my spiritual side and diving deeper in my faith and yeah, I pretty much have been working in fitness in, for about four-ish years now, I believe. So it's been quite a long time, which is crazy because it feels like I just graduated from college. Um, and yeah, I've just as the years have gone on, I've just tried to learn as much as I can, tried to get many more certifications <laughs> as I can. Um, and yeah, I pretty much do a lot working through social media. I work in person with clients, online with clients, and I'm all over the place, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, and you're so good at it. Like you're so, oh, you're you. so good at it. And like I said, you show up so genuinely and authentically and, and maybe we'll chat a little bit more about how that came to be for you. But yeah. I, you know, one thing I, I want to say, and, and this is, this could sound really like 
I don't know, like we're putting a label on different age groups and generations. Like we're, we're not that far apart from each other. You're considered yeah. a millennial, right? Like you yep. just are on the cusp of being is it generation <laughs> yeah. Z. Is that right? I think, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. So, but I think we're, we both fit in the millennial bracket, but like, I can tell you that like, so I'm 33 or 23. I don't feel like there's like, I'm just calling it out because it just is that way, but it doesn't feel like there's age between us. But what I want to say is that I know that the people in my age bracket, as we were going through high school and college and all of that kind of stuff, I feel like the health and wellness movement wasn't happening at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I see people that are like in their early twenties, mid twenties right now that are like absolutely crushing it with, you know, self-care and empowerment and fitness Mm. and, and not because it's like, we need to lose weight or we need to do this, but it's like, no, I'm going to take care of my own body and I'm going to put myself first and yeah. And prioritize that time. So I don't know, can you speak to that? Like why you think it might be different or like what's changed? (laughs) I, I have ideas, but I would love your perspective. I honestly don't really know. I feel like, especially um, in my age group, I know a lot of us have grown up in like bigger families and just seeing our, like the lifestyle that our parents live. Maybe it's been like eye-opening that way. I know, I feel like when I graduated college, it was like really booming around that time. And it just seemed like it was really kicking off. Uh, Fitness studios were doing really well online, like social media was kind of going crazy in the health and wellness space. And I think it's just a really beautiful outlet to be able to share so much positivity. And I think we've reframed nutrition and fitness. And it's not like you said, it's not a diet. It's not um, something that you have to do. But I think social media has done a really beautiful job at showing people the positive side of it, which is basically my entire mission. Um, So I think that was a really big turn. um, Because I think all of our parents did like the crash diets and all the, the whatever Jenny Craig or all those things in the past uh, the South beach diet. And just seeing that, I guess it puts a negative perspective on it, but we're kind of showing people that it doesn't have to be that way. And that health really is a lifestyle. And yeah, I really love being able to share that and be a part of that. So I think that's kind of a big reason why it's taken that shift. Yeah, for sure. And like, and you, and a couple of things that you mentioned that stuck out to me, one is learning from other people's mistakes, right? Like other, or mm-hmm. other people's and not even so much mistakes, but maybe they were being misled or maybe they, yeah. um, maybe that's what was popular and being advertised at the time. And so they were jumping on the train and doing yeah. yo-yo dieting and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And so you've learned from watching and observing other people's either mistakes yeah or um, where they were kind of, where the sheep, the flock of sheep were led, right? Yeah. That's where you can be like, oh, I see, I've seen how that didn't work. Let's try something else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And then also something else that, that comes to mind is, you know, I remember when, like when I was 16, uh, that's mm-hmm. when I got my first cell phone for texting and texting was like the big thing. Right. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, we're texting. And for you, when you were 16, it was probably like Instagram was the big, just became a big thing. Yeah. So see how, mm-hmm. see how it's different. Like you mentioned social media and it's like, we're not that, we're not that far apart from each other, but yet with how fast technology advances, that yeah. probably speaks to it right there is that there's a lot more. Um, I always say like, and even, and I'm studying at IIN, which is the same school that you studied at, but they talk yeah. about how there was one educator who was teaching us in a course one time and said that the access that we have to information now in one week is the Mm. same amount of of access (laughs) to information that someone a hundred years ago would have gotten in their entire lifetime. And so 
things have really <laughs> shifted and changed. And so that access can be a really negative thing. And we have to obviously focus on like mindfulness and boundaries, yeah. but it's also a really good thing. And I feel like you're an example of how, how that's been a really positive thing, maybe how you were impacted and also how you choose to impact on social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And yeah. how we met <laughs> on social media with this world being smaller, right? Exactly. And I think, like you said, we have to take everything with a grain of salt, but I think social media can be a really negative thing if you allow it to be, but if you choose to surround yourself with good, positive people and look to those people who do inspire you, I think it can really, really impact your life in a good way. Mm, I love that. Oh, so good. Okay. So tell me, (laughs) tell me then, so how did, so obviously we talked a little bit about how um, you know, there was some interest in how my generation versus your generation uh, in terms of yeah, what was popular, the access that we've had, but what in your personal life and and your journey caused you to be attracted to health and wellness and to pursue that career? Yep. Um, So everything kind of started for me, I'd say in the beginning of high school, pretty much throughout all of high school, I suffered with a pretty bad eating disorder. I had a very negative relationship with my body. I was under eating, I was over exercising, I basically punished myself with exercise. And I just felt like I had no like, passion in life, no hope, like I didn't feel happy, I didn't feel positive. And it's funny looking back, because everyone who knew who knew me in high school, like I was the quiet, shy kid at the back of the class, I never talked, I never wanted to be the center of attention, talk to people or anything. And I just yeah, didn't feel like myself at all. <laughs> um, And it took like literally me just having like a meltdown, like breakdown moment one night. I remember just like crying, praying. I'm like, I just need something. Like I need help um, to like give my life something positive and something that I can do to change everything. And then I, I kid you not, the very next day I found a blog post that it was the moment that changed my entire life. I, um, it was actually by an IIN um, graduate. And she was talking about the power of whole food, plant-based nutrition on our mental health. And for some reason, just reading all that through, it finally clicked that um, calorie and like food and calories, it's not just about like the numbers and food is so much more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it affects like our cellular health, like our mindset, our moods, basically your entire body. And just for some reason that just really clicked and really inspired me because at the time I... I was under eating, but I still always have had a really deep interest in like plant-based nutrition and eating healthy, but I just didn't know what to do or how to do it. And I obviously took it way too far in a negative way. Um, but when I found that and the way that she was talking about it, it just inspired me because she talked about like eating in abundance and fueling your body so that you can live more and like eating more to live more and live a better life, a more positive life. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I want to embody. Like I want to be thriving. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. So the very next day I committed a hundred percent to not counting another calorie in my entire life. I threw up my scale. <laughs> I stopped weighing myself. I stopped punishing myself with exercise. I took a complete break from it. And I just started like fueling my body with an abundance of food. And I'm talking like tons and tons of smoothies and oatmeal and like all the fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans. It's like everything that I basically wouldn't allow myself to have like carbohydrates and all that good stuff. Um, 
And within a couple months, I was a whole new person. And it was amazing to see that like my weight restored, all my hormones came back into balance. I was actually feeling vibrant and healthy. Like the Mm. color came back in my skin, my hair started growing, nails were like, everything was just incredible. And people around me were being like, what happened to you? Like, (laughs) what is going on? Because you're a completely different person. And I finally, in my like first time in my life, I felt genuinely happy and just really good like good in my own body and I didn't care what I looked like I didn't care about my weight I just wanted to feel healthy and that's the first time I ever felt like truly healthy in all ways and then after I kind of healed my relationship with food and just became so passionate about nutrition I dove deep into it and I literally wanted to read everything I read every single book that there is on plant-based nutrition and (laughs) food and all that kind of stuff and then as I graduated from high school, I didn't know, like before all this happened, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I'd always been like the creative type. So I'm like, maybe I can do something in the art field or like design or something. But after this happened, I'm like, I want to commit my life to making, like helping others feel healthier, feel happier and share this. So I enrolled in a two-year program at uh, my local college in fitness and health promotion. And through that fell fell in love with fitness and for the first time again in my life I wanted to focus on fitness as a positive thing and showing people how much it can empower you it's not something that you ever have to punish your body with but it can bring add more to your life so that was a huge kind of pivoting moment for me as well the first year I began in that program my full intention was to just become a personal trainer I wanted nothing to do with group fitness because again I still was quiet I still hadn't broken out of my shell yet yes I was feeling a thousand times better but I still wasn't fully I guess (laughs) open as I could have been so I'm like yeah I'll just do one-on-one training I loved it everything in the program like I absolutely loved all learning about like the body and anatomy and physiology and everything And then after our first year, we had to do some type of group fitness just to, so that we kind of were well-rounded and we knew how to teach fitness classes. And I did not want to do it. And I remember my um, teacher at the time being like, you know what, just try spin class. Like, I know you're high energy, you're positive, like this could be a really good thing for you. Um, So I'm like, you know what, I'll just give it a go. I'll see how it, how it goes. And there was a local class at my college that I tried and I was able to do an eight week placement there and I fell in love with it. <laughs> and this was kind of the moment that I'm like, I am built for this just because I can hop on that bike and dedicate an hour to just filling people with so much self-belief, so much self-love and just inspiring them to believe in themselves and just have fun with fitness. And honestly, I'm not passionate about biking at all. I don't even like cardio that much, but it's just the feeling that it creates and it gives people that space. I think to just forget about their stress, forget about everything in their life and just focus on themselves and listen to loud music and get lost in that feeling. And I fell in love with that. So after that, I'm like, I am just all in with group fitness. I don't even want to do personal training. I just want to do this. So it kind of switched a lot. And then I got certified. And then about a week later, I got um, my an email saying that there was an opening at a local studio around my in my town. And my teacher set me up with um, my now boss. And basically the next day I was hired. So I jumped right into group fitness halfway through my college program. I began teaching spin classes and slowly as I learned more things, I began teaching other types of group fitness, so like strength training, all that kind of stuff so that I could do a lot more. 
and build my skill set. And then the second year I got certified in personal training. And that's when I started taking on one-on-one clients and training people at the gym. But my number one passion is always going to be group fitness just because I love being able to impact like a group of people, uplift their spirits and just give them that experience. Um, And it was funny because like you were saying earlier, it really, really, that was the moment that it broke me out of my shell and that I realized that I'm actually am extroverted. <laughs> when I'm around the right people, when I'm around like a big group like that, I am just fully myself. And it was just amazing seeing like what I could do because every single person in my family, all my friend group were like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you in front of a group of people? Because my entire life, like I always just hid away in the back of the room and I never wanted to be in front of people. But this just kind of changed my life in every single way. And I love what I do so much. Like, yes, it's very, very tiring. And I usually work out two to three times per day at times. Um, but I honestly wouldn't trade it for the world because it's just incredible being to impact people that way. Um, but yeah, so I've been working in the fitness industry for quite a long time now. And my passion grows for it more and more every single day. Um, you definitely have to adapt a lot. And I've had to learn a lot of new things, especially with this coronavirus stuff going around. We've taken all of our classes online. So mm-hmm. it's a big difference in the energy levels and stuff. So that's something that I've had to really just improvise and do what we can to try and create that same experience. Um, and yeah, as I've gone along, I've gotten more certifications. Like you said, I am certified in plant-based nutrition. After kind of seeing how much of a change it made in my life, I wanted to learn more about it and see how I could impact people that way with nutrition. So got certified and yeah, I've been working and helping people ever since. Uh, <laughs> but that was a lot. But yeah, that's basically just a little little snippet of my life. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And and like I said earlier, like you're so good at it. You you show up so fully and you can tell that you love it. Like there's people that, that are probably listening to you and they're, they're just hearing you just exude this passion for the work that you do and probably mm-hmm. going like, man, I, I, I want to have a passion for the work that I do. Like she does. Yeah. Right. And it just, it just shows you like we can, we can choose our path in life to do yeah. the things that light us up and that align with mm-hmm. our core values or with who we truly yeah. are. Like we don't have to ever succumb to a life uh, and, and work life that we don't love. And so I exactly. love that you found your path and that it kind of like woke up your soul and was like, yes, yes. This is for me. And <laughs> yes. right in that train and, and thriving in it. That's so good. And, and actually you, you said something that really uh, stuck out to me when you were talking about calories and how, you know, you mm-hmm. saw, you said, I never counted another calorie again. You kind of tossed the scale to the side and you were talking about brain health and, and mm-hmm. fueling the brain. And I think it's so interesting because we, we look at the numbers and people say, it's just a game of numbers. It's just calories in versus calories <laughs> yeah. out. Like that's all yeah. it is. And you touched on something so important. And especially in the season that we're in with really needing to yes, value our immune health, but also mm-hmm. our mental health and our brain, our, our brain yeah. capacity, like feeding all of those positive things. You touched on something so key there that it's not about the calories that you put in your body. It's about the quality of the food that you're putting yes. in your body, right? And the amount exactly. of quality over foods. quantity. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it's, and it's the amount, it is quantity of the right foods for sure. Yes. And the right nutrients, but it's not the calorie quantity that we're needing yeah. to worry about. Right. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. It's a factor, I guess, but like, it doesn't have to be the main focus. So I love that, that you shifted things in that. And I just, I wanted to point that out because I think a lot of people yeah. focus mm-hmm. so much on the external 
Um, they're not focusing on how they're doing like body, mind and spirit, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's cool that you had that transformation and you probably really focus on that with your clients too, right? Yes, I do. A huge hurdle is always just getting people to realize that calories aren't the enemy and that they need to fuel their bodies, especially when they're working out. Cause I do a lot of like nutrition coaching at work and just teaching people that carbohydrates aren't the enemy. Like you need that feel for your body to feel better and to do more and just recover your muscles and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, a huge um, part of my like daily role is just educating people on the power of food and nutrition and just impacting your entire life overall. Hmm. I love that. So, so when it comes to like recipes and knowing what to eat and how to eat, <laughs> did you find that you learned the bulk of that in school? Was it from the books that you read and um, then my second part to that question is how do you teach people what they should be putting into their bodies? How do you mm -hmm. teach them to find that information? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, a lot of it, like I said, when I first went plant-based, I'm a huge like nutrition and research nerd. Like I need to know things before I do it. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> I did so much research on, um, just like every single book that I could on what to eat, how to eat a plant-based diet, what like nutrients that my body needs just so that I made sure like I was getting enough. Um, and at the time I was just following a lot of other like bigger influencers who were plant-based and how they were doing it. So I got a lot of inspiration from that. And I bought a lot of plant-based cookbooks that I was just going through and seeing, um, different recipes I can make. And I tried to like pretty much make old recipes that I used to love into plant-based recipes. Um, but I think a huge thing is that like every single person is so unique and so individualized. So we can't be necessarily looking at someone else's diet and think that it's going to be perfect for us. And a lot of this was just self, um, like experimentation, seeing what gave me a lot of energy, seeing what helped my workouts, like help me recover, help me sleep better, all that, that kind of stuff. So I did a lot of like experimenting with just eating a little bit higher protein or lower protein or more carbohydrates and just a whole bunch of different stuff. And I kind of found a happy medium, I guess. And now that I think it's been like seven ish years, <laughs> but I feel like, Oh, I've definitely changed my eating habits and diet a lot around. It's always been plant-based, but just kind of experimenting what, with what works. And as for clients, like I always just say to focus on like the basics. So just eating more leafy greens, eating more vegetables, eating more whole plant foods, because we just want to slowly crowd out the foods that aren't fueling our bodies and aren't serving as well. Like, you know, at IIN, we always say crowd out. <laughs> that was a big thing that really helped me. Um, yeah. And just teaching them to add in more of the good and just focus on more real whole foods and just see how you feel. If you need to eat a little bit higher protein, then add it in. If you need to eat more carbohydrates, add it in. Um, and just experiment and see how you feel because you can't ever, I guess, look to a certain diet plan and think that it's going to be perfect for you. Same with the amount of calories that you need to eat. It's going to be so individualized to your lifestyle. So it's all about self-experimentation, I think, and just really learning how to eat intuitively and what your body needs and just be aware of what your body is asking for, which takes time. But once you get to that point, I think it's a really beautiful thing because so much of that stress and like the <laughs> worry that we have around food can kind of fade away and you can just be like, um, eat when you need to drop all the rules and all the guidelines and everything that we need to be, I guess, stressed about and just focus on fueling. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, I just wrote down as you were talking, it's, it's not about a commitment to perfection when it comes yes. to what to eat and how to, how to work out. Exactly. It's a commitment to the process, mm -hmm. right? Not a commitment to the perfection of it. It's a commitment yep. to the, to the process and, and, and being committed to 
yeah, like what works for me? What doesn't work for me? Okay. This, yep. this didn't make me feel very good, but does it mean that I need to now just I, I've fallen off this wagon and now I need to stay yeah. off this wagon. No, it means that no. you're learning about your body and what it needs and what helps yes. you to feel your best and what makes you thrive. And so, yeah, like don't just throw it all out the window because you had an off yeah. week or you found that this body doesn't, or this body, this uh, food doesn't serve your body, right? You just mm-hmm. you keep committed to the process of finding what feels the best for you as an individual. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I like that you said that too, because when you come from like a restrictive eating past, everything is about perfection. And I had that perfectionist mentality for so many years of my life, just control every single ounce of me. So when I went plant-based, I really just had to let that go and just focus on, yeah, like it's a journey and I'm going to, it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. And that's just something that we have to deal with. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you think about if you, if you're constantly like imprisoning yourself like, and punishing yourself for the, the wrongdoings and the failures and the shortcomings and whatever, how, how is your body ever going to release the weight it needs to release or exactly. gain, gain the, um, the <laughs> muscle mass it needs to gain when you're constantly in a mindset where you're, you're, you're making your mind emotionally, like punish the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And that Stress translates is so bad. <laughs> yes. And that translates to, to physical, like, that's almost like, like you're physically by mentally, you are physically, how do you explain that? Yeah. Your, your mind is, is, is physically controlling your body to not release toxins from fat yes, cells to, exactly. to not, you know, allow, uh, like I said, the, the releasing of weight, if that's what the goal is for a person, because it's like, you're, you're trapping yourself. You're, you're imprisoning yeah. yourself in, in a moment and in a state and it's, it's causing, um, physical, I, I don't know what, but it's causing physical roadblocks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people don't realize that they just think it's calories in calories out. I got to move my <laughs> exactly. body and that's all I need. Well, if your if your mindset sucks and yeah. if you're, if you've trapped sure. yourself and imprisoned yourself in the state of harsh judgment and hating yourself, then mm-hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to reach the goals. You're not going to lose the weight. You're not going to X, Y, Z, whatever the mm-hmm. goal may be. Right. So I think that that's yeah. important to talk about is the mindset piece. It's not just do mm-hmm. the things it's the, is your heart and your mind in the right place, are you loving Mm -hmm. yourself through the process or are you like just seeking perfection and judging yourself every step of the way? Yeah, that's what I really loved actually about IIN because when we did like the circle of life, which is just basically showing all the areas of your lifestyle that you need to be balanced out, it was really eye-opening to me that it's not just nutrition and fitness. Like there's so many aspects of your life that affect your overall health, your mental health, your physical health, everything. so that was really cool to see that and just begin to focus on all those areas rounded out as a lifestyle instead of just those two different things. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so, it, there's so much more to, there's so much more to mm-hmm. it. So one thing I want to just quickly touch on, because I'm sure a lot of people were um, intrigued by what you said about how you would punish your body with fitness. And I'm sure, yep. and, and, and the reason why, like for me, that stuck out to me because girl, I hear you when it comes to the the restrictions, when it comes to the judging myself and being very hard on myself or punishing myself with fitness or a fast or a this or a that. I want you to speak to that because I'm sure there's people listening that go, oh, that's me. And so Mm -hmm. how did you overcome that? And is it still something that you have to be mindful of? Mm. Yeah. So when I was like deep in that, pit of under eating and over exercising basically I would wake up at 
roughly 5 a.m. every single day, even if I was exhausted, like I would never listen to my body signals saying that I need rest. I would just ignore it, push it aside um, because I needed to burn the calories, <laughs> mm. um, which is such a bad mindset towards fitness. And I would just do excessive amounts of cardio till I was like burnt out and I would do it fasted usually because <laughs> that would essentially burn more fat, <laughs> which isn't hundred percent true. Um, and then I would go throughout the day and try and eat as little as possible because I just wanted to be in that deficit like all the time. And even on days, if I didn't exercise, I would kind of manipulate the foods that I ate so that I wasn't necessarily trying to gain weight or anything like that. Um, and that went on for a really long time and it made me hate fitness. Like I had, I absolutely hated it. Um, cause I wasn't doing anything that I enjoyed and I was just so envious of people who, actually liked it because I'm like I just want to be able to like it so that I can do it more but it was just again such a bad cycle to be in mentally physically everything my body was exhausted and it was just depleted and I wasn't nourishing it and it was just a really really bad state to be in and it wasn't yeah like I said until I took a complete break from fitness when I was trying to heal my relationship with food that I once I was feeling good and energized once I got that like vitality and life back into me I'm like you know what I'm craving exercise but for the first time in my life I want to do it because I'm like excited to do it and I want to do it as a celebration of what my body can do and I think that is the biggest mindset flip that anyone can do towards fitness is just realize how much of a beautiful thing that it is and that it's a blessing that we're able to move our bodies that we have a body that moves and mm -hmm. we have to treat exercise as if it's only adding more to our life it should never take away it should never stress you out it should never do anything like negative in your lifestyle and that was a really really big moment I think and ever since then I've only tried to do things that bring me more joy and use exercise as a celebration, like I said, of what my body can do and continuously try and get stronger and healthier. And when I need rest, like I give my body rest. <laughs> and I think that's so important. We just need to have that awareness around it that you don't have to ever like over exercise or anything like that, but it's just about forming that positive relationship with it. Oh, that is so good. And I, and I will say that, <laughs> that when you and I first met, I could tell that you absolutely love fitness. Like you, you <laughs> enjoy it so much. Like you guys, you have to follow her on Instagram and just tell them, tell them what your Instagram <laughs> handle is. It's a plantly thriving. Yes. So at plantly thriving and you can follow her Instagram stories and she's dancing. She's like, hey, now while she's yes. making a smoothie. She, and it's not for show. This is the thing. Like you're not doing it to be like, Oh, this is a really creative idea to market on social yeah. media. Like this is genuinely you. Actually, and I <laughs> love that. Life. This is your yeah. life and you, and you just show it and you love it. And when you're working out and when you're with your clients mm -hmm. and everything, and, and I just, I love it. And you can tell that you have oh. totally healed your relationship mm -hmm. with food. You've totally healed yeah. your relationship fitness. And so I have to say for me, my relationship with food is, is, it's healing. It's still in process. I did a, uh, yeah. an Instagram story about a month ago where I shared like, guys, I still struggle. Like I still have moments where I catch myself falling yeah. into old mentalities, but I have to say that you're somebody who I'm so inspired by because I, I, you show me every day that it's possible to have a good yeah. connection with, with food and with fitness. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, people out there who are listening, who, who hate fitness or feel like you suck at it, <laughs> yes. listen, listen to what she just said, like rewind. And, and that little like monologue that you just shared like that, that was so <laughs> powerful. That was so yes. powerful.
And I think it's so important to, first of all, find something that you love because we're not all going, like, I hate running and you'll never see me running. I hate it with a burning passion and I don't do it for that reason. Um, but I find things that I love. Like when I, like I was talking about earlier with spin class, I love it because of the feeling it creates. And with strength training, I love it because seeing myself get stronger and more empowered after struggling for so many years of being like super frail and just feeling very brittle, um, seeing myself get so much stronger. And I know being that I've studied fitness for so long, I know the benefits long-term of it. And I think that's a really good connection to make because it's not just about the aesthetic benefits. And I always try and preach that through my page is that we should be doing fitness for so many more reasons, just to better our mental health, better our bone health, our metabolism, everything. It's so amazing for us. So find something that you love that brings you joy. Find people in your life who you can surround yourself with who love fitness. It honestly helps. <laughs> Finding a fitness community really helped me kind of break me out of my shell and just get super goofy and uncomfortable, but I absolutely love it. And I'm very grateful for all of them. Just kind of pushed me to do something that was I, I was uncomfortable with. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's all about just enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And can you speak to people needing to have a bit more grace for themselves, like in the same way with nutrition, mm -hmm. right? And it being a journey as we already talked about, but what about with fitness? Yeah. What about the people that, that, you know, they have a really hard workout and they like my body just, I'm so frustrated. I want to go from here to there much faster mm -hmm. than what my body is allowing me to. So speak yeah. to that frustration. And if you've been there, but also just mm -hmm. kind of what you see with your clients and yeah. about having grace for ourselves as we're building our, our strength up. Yes. And I think the biggest thing you can do is just don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on, like I said, the aesthetic benefits and how your body looks, but focus on how you feel. So after your workout, something that I get my clients to do is literally I ask them like, how do you feel right now? And a lot of them are like, you know what? I feel a lot better mentally. Like I feel my energized. I'm like, amazing. Like that is progress and focus on that because when you start doing that every single day, you start to look forward to that feeling. And it's not just, Oh, like I, don't look like the best that I can right now. I need to like lose 10 pounds and I shouldn't be doing this right now. Like I just want to skip ahead, but you have to enjoy every single moment of the journey and the process because you can't just focus on the end goal because that's like, once you get there, you're always just going to be wanting to focus on another end goal. So just enjoy the little bits of it because life is short. I think we have to realize that and just find joy in those small little moments. Hmm. And it's just so much fun if you allow it to be like exercise can be really fun. Yeah. You can push yourself and challenge yourself, but like have fun with it. Try new things, find people that think about it in a positive way and it'll make a really big difference. But we do have to be a lot nicer to ourselves because I know we all struggle with those negative thoughts and I a hundred percent do, but I just kind of, when I catch myself doing that, I'm like, no, like that's not the reason I'm doing this. Like I don't care Stop what it. I look like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Any like aesthetic benefits, like that's, it's a bonus if I look better, but that's not like my driving goal. And I think you really have to set that long-term goal, the short-term goals, what's going to fuel you, what's going to inspire you to keep moving and keep going. Because if you just focus on those like superficial goals, essentially, you're not going to ever enjoy fitness. You're not going to form that good relationship with it long-term. And it's super important to do that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look such a way and, yeah, exactly. feel, and, and feel like, and feel like, Oh, I've really accomplished. I'm, I'm like yeah. looking different in my, you know, my clothes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. As long as it's not the only reason yeah. for doing it, because if it's the only reason, then you're always going to fall short, right? You just yeah. always will. And I know this from experience. I'm sure you do too, where when it's been all about the ego and the vanity and the, what I look like mm -hmm. in the mirror and, and 
then, you know, I'm not quite looking the way I was hoping I would in the time that I was hoping I would look that way. Then what ends up happening is, is I end up quitting or falling off the wagon because my why just isn't strong enough. It's not, it's not rooted deep enough into like purpose and feeling like you said, the goal should really be about how you feel right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and how you know that you're making an impact like to your physiology, to your, your body at the cellular level, your bones, your everything, like knowing that you're getting stronger every single day should Mm -hmm. be more of the why than just like, Oh, do I, am I going to look good by my birthday when I go to that party (laughs) or that concert? Right. Like it's that those are fun goals to have, but as long as they're not the only goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say too, it's fine to have those kind of goals if you want to look better. Like, yeah, I want to build more curves and I want to build bigger muscles. But as long as it's stemming from a place of self-love, I always say like, it's mm-hmm. fine to want to change your body, but you have to accept who you are in the moment. You don't want to, you can't like necessarily want to continuously change yourself and just hate who you are in this moment. Cause you're always going to be you. You just have to accept that and just fall in love with that and just be okay with any changes that come along with it. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with wanting to progress and wanting to get better and stronger and fitter. I hundred percent have goals myself, you know, I always want to grow the booty, <laughs> but I mean, if it doesn't, I don't care. It's fine. It's, it's a positive benefit if it does. Um, but just, yeah, it just, it's a hard, it's a work in progress that you always have to strive towards, but yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's awesome. So would you, would you say in terms of Okay. Two things I want to talk about. I want to talk quickly mm-hmm. about, um, online and your, your online, um, opportunities for people in terms of fitness and nutrition guidance mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff, but also, yeah. um, um, mental health and just kind of the state of things right now, because we're going to timestamp mm-hmm. this podcast episode. Um, it is mm-hmm. the 25th of March today. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And Thanks. things, yeah. <laughs> things have gone a little cray cray in the world. Um, March mm-hmm. 25th, 2020, uh, we, a lot of us are on lockdown, right? We are, we yeah. are, um, what's the word quarantined to our homes. And in Canada where we live, it's not as severe at this, at this juncture. Uh, yeah. we can still go to the grocery store. We can still kind of get out of our house. We have social distancing rules right now, but it's not really yeah. being enforced, but we have a lot that we are needing to, um, kind of respect when it comes to the rules and guidelines that they're advising, uh, different parts mm-hmm. of the world. We have business partners in Europe that they have they're fined right now. If they're not wearing a mask out in public, um, yep. there's parts of the world where they cannot leave their home. Like absolutely. It's an, it's a no go. So things are a little bit crazy right now. And I remember when you and I were <laughs> talking about recording a podcast episode, we've been talking about this for a little while. We were yep. going to be touching on, uh, showing up authentically and, and being really positive and how, um, how that has shifted things for you. So I think like how timely is this, that the world is sort of in <laughs> chaos and yes. let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, um, what we can do to bring a bit more sunshine into our day and positivity mm-hmm. and talk about maybe what opportunities people have that they can be doing in their own home, um, mm-hmm. while they are in <laughs> seclusion yeah, um, and the access that they have online. So that's kind of a full package I just gave you. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out the nuggets and address whatever whatever you yeah. want to address there. Um, something that you said to, um, I was talking to one of the girls that I work with and she was saying through tragedy always comes great opportunity. And that really stuck out to me because I think even in times like this, like I'm always trying to focus on the good and the positive and there's always a like a hidden blessing in disguise with every situation. I feel very strongly about that Mm. and I think now even though it is really scary it is very uncertain and I know there's a lot of tragedy going on in the world there's a lot of 
kind of scarcity mindset around all of this, but I think it's a really amazing opportunity for all of us who for so long have just been like giving into our excuses and just saying we don't have time to work on our fitness. We don't have time to work on our health and just not prioritizing the things that really, really matter in our lives because we're so busy with work. We're so busy with like being stressed with kids, with family, all that kind of stuff. But now that the whole entire world is basically shut down, it's kind of given us the opportunity that we finally do have time to maybe catch up on our sleep and drink more water and make more like home cooked meals and actually start a fitness routine. Even if it's literally just doing some bodyweight squats in your bedroom, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I think it's a really awesome opportunity to actually do some things in our life during this time that we're all, all locked down and focus on bettering yourself, bettering your mental health, like whatever area that you need that you have needed to focus on. This is such an incredible opportunity to do that. And I think for me, honestly, things have only gotten better because now being that I'm not teaching like 5 million spin classes per week, I've been able to catch up on my sleep. I've been able to work more on mobility and do certain fitness things, like work really hard on my strength training and get a lot stronger. Um, just because I'm not overworking my body and I can focus on like kind of reroute my fitness goals a little bit during this time and get really creative with it. And same with um, our gym right now, it was a huge shock to have everything kind of shut down. And I knew it was happening because all the other gyms around our town were shutting down one by one. And um, I was talking to my boss and he's like, you know what, we do have to close everything down. Um, we don't know how long it's going to be for, but I really, really appreciate and am grateful for my boss because he is really creative and he is like willing to give anything for our clients. And he suggested that we take everything online, which is amazing. So I've been streaming like online strength classes, online hit classes through Zoom every single day at lunchtime and sometimes later in the day for our members, which has been amazing just to see our community stay together and stay positive through this whole thing. Because I think together, like it's so powerful when we are able to still connect with each other, even if it's from afar, we still have that in-person relationship. So it's been really fun. It's been a learning curve because like I said, spin class was amazing because of the energy and I'm not able to create that same thing, obviously through zoom, <laughs> the music has to be a little quieter. I have to be kind of a little bit different in the way that I coach, but it's been an amazing, I think learning experience. And from anyone who is in the fitness industry or is used to coaching, I think it's an awesome opportunity to grow our skill set and just learn to adapt because we already are really good at thinking on our feet and our problem solvers. That's basically our job description. Um, so this is just another opportunity to do that and just to see what we can offer and be creative and just be like supportive for our community because I think it's really important that we stick together to this time and that you don't just go off in a little hurdle and forget about fitness <laughs> and health altogether, which a lot of people I think are. And, and I get it, like they're stressed, they're losing their jobs and all that kind of stuff, but there is a positive to all of this. And I think it is a really beautiful opportunity to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my take on that. <laughs> mm, I love that. And you know, it's, it's, I think it's so important for everyone to try and find the positive, even if you are listening and you are in a yeah. state where you have lost your job or you are, mm -hmm. um, you know, not knowing when your next paycheck is going to be coming in or if EI is taking a long time or whatever. Um, just, just know that, like, I know I can speak for you too, Ashley, that like this, that's something that, that I, I pray for every single day. As a matter of fact, yes. our, our community <laughs> of educators with doTERRA on my team every day right now, and we're doing Monday through Saturday at 9 30 AM, we hop on zoom and we literally just pray for the needs of people that have come up in our lives or people like today we prayed for 
people who are in isolation, who don't have Mm. the bells and whistles that you and I have or know how to use, you know? And so like, yeah, it's like, we need to do things that make us happy every day and, and, you know, and do what Mm -hmm. we can. But then also I do understand that there are people that are experiencing things that are so heavy that like, I, I have, Mm. I have no idea what that might feel like because I, you know, I have my Netflix hooked up. I've got my (laughs) my capability to talk to you. I have gym equipment in my home. I have these, these things that I'm blessed with right within my own home. So I can't put myself in every single person's shoes, but I can uh, intercede and pray for people and just yep. send love and just try and be a positive light and not feed into the fear mongering on the internet. And right. Exactly. And so, so we can do, <laughs> That's what do I'm the, trying to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're so good at that. We do the best that we can within our own homes and how can we keep our energy up and how can we keep, um, yeah. you know, what can we do that brings us joy every day, but then how can we in this world right now be positive and, and shine brightly as opposed to like, Hey, let's just keep perpetuating that fear post that's yep. circling, <laughs> exactly. circulating around. And so I think that's a way that, you know, if you're listening, that's a way that, you know, you can do your part in terms of helping other people is if you're someone who prays, pray. if you want to yep. not perpetuate and share out that fear post and share something different, that's positive. Um, or just mm-hmm. come on Facebook live and encourage somebody, uh, you know, those yep. are great ways, right? So exactly. And I love that too. Yeah. Every single morning I've been praying, doing like a devotional, just filling up my own cup first, because if I don't do that, then I'm not able to share all that light and positivity with everyone else. So that's been a non-negotiable every single morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think there's power in just coming together as a community and just, there's something, I don't know, really peaceful knowing, even though it's scary, but knowing that we're all going through this together and that we're all suffering through this. I think, I don't think there's ever been anything in the world that has impacted every single person on this planet like this. So it's been interesting just seeing how it all unfolds and seeing how amazing the community is to come together and just support each other and give so much light and so much love. And I know, um, not for everybody, I know there are people who are like spreading a lot of fear and that kind of stuff but just surrounding myself with the right people in this time I think has Mm. been really important just I've been hopping on like zoom calls with people from my own team and we're just there for each other and talking about it and just facetiming friends every single day just to keep my spirits up and just to stay connected in this time because it can feel really alone and I think that's kind of how you can get a little bit depressed pressed in that time if you're not doing those kind of things but just having those people around me always like messaging me saying like asking how I am and like just constantly send me stuff because I just want to be like connected to all of you so that's been something that I've been really focusing on and just sharing like like you said like I'm always dancing on my stories I'm trying to do fun challenges for people like push-up challenges that I've been doing lately and tagging people and just trying to keep people engaged keep people happy um, because even if there's just like small little moments throughout your day that make you smile, then like my mission's done. That's all that I want to do. So I yeah, it. I love it. <laughs> I shared, I shared one last night. It was like, it was just dumb. It was a picture of me hugging my dog, like aggressively yeah. <laughs> hugging her. And I was like, so I'm a hugger. Um, and I'm taking it out on my dog right now. So yeah. I mean, anyone <laughs> I else wanna, like, I'm a hugger too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, anybody else out there want to post a picture of their fur baby? Like either you <laughs> hugging yeah. your dog or your cat or whatever. And so like we had a huge thread going on of people posting pictures of their animal. <laughs> That's cute. Snuggled with. It was so cute. So yeah, mm-hmm. like we just got to do what we can, right? To share, to share love. Absolutely. And, and I love what you said about how like we need to stick together and how we, like we are globally bonded in like the weirdest yep. way. It's so surreal, this whole experience. But mm-hmm. as much as there's distance between us right now, 
I know that that's not going to hold us back from finding a way to connect and, and be together. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for, again, for technology. That's one of the things when I, when I do devotions or when I'm talking about like, uh, what I'm grateful for with friends, some of us have this um, little, I don't know what you'd call it. Just, uh, I want to say assembly line. That's not the word, but we just share <laughs> this little chain, yeah. a chain of like a yeah. gratitude chain. What are you grateful for today? And a yes, lot of, I like doing those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What keeps coming up is technology. Like how great yeah. is it that we have this access? And, and even a friend of mine just posted the other day, she grew up in Europe in the middle of a war and mm-hmm. she, uh, there was a time in her life for three months where they didn't have clean drinking water. They didn't mm-hmm. have uh, electricity they toilet paper was the last of their worries. And so she just said, she like, Oh, like, I would just want to share a perspective with you guys. Like we are yes. so blessed. Like we, we are so privileged. Like let's, yes. let's practice gratitude. Even if we have lost our job, even if we have this going on, like there's, there is so much to be grateful for in this time. So I know we're kind yes. of switching gears here a little bit from health and fitness, but this is, this is all it's important. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is. Well, I will, um, we'll close out our, our episode together, but really quickly, is there anything more that you want to share and leave people with before we end our time together? Um, I think I was going to mention something as well, just being authentic, um, through like social media and that kind of stuff. Cause that was a big thing for me. It took a lot of guts and it was very scary to put myself out there because when I first started my Instagram page, years ago, I was just sharing like food posts and I didn't really know (laughs) what I was doing. I'm like, I just want to inspire people. Like whatever. I didn't ever think it would get as big as it is today. I still can't believe it. But, um, I think slowly, like I said, fitness broke me out of my shell. And then I just started to get more comfortable with sharing who I really was online. And I think that's really important because there are a lot of people out there who do put on like a facade, um, and try and show like only the good parts of their life. But I'm very open. And (laughs) if you watch my stories, you know, like I show the times that I mess up and all that kind of stuff. I put it all out there because I think people need to see realness. And I think that's an area that I really am passionate about. I think people need to find more people in their life that are real and vulnerable and open because that inspires so much more beneficial things in your life. Just I don't know, getting more real with it all. So I try my best to do that. And it took um, just continuously doing stuff out of my comfort zone and just (laughs) putting myself out there, slowly getting on Instagram stories, talking to people. But once I did that, it was amazing the amount of messages that I got from people being like, I had no idea, like you were like that. Like, oh my goodness, that's been amazing seeing you just shine. And being able to impact people that way, I think has been really cool and something that I really appreciate about appreciate about social media is that it really has let me flourish (laughs) and show Mm -hmm. people the real me because for so long like I said I didn't ever allow myself to be who I truly was deep down so that's kind of how I wanted to end it but Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah you do you do show up authentically and I I think there's something to be said for the highlight reel right Mm -hmm. versus the behind the scenes and so we don't want to see we don't want to see all the highlight moments of your the movie trailer like we want to see the <laughs> movie right we want to see the, yeah. the good the bad and the ugly and I think it's it's uh I think it's important for us to be open and real and it can be yeah. scary I get it those of you who are um who yeah. are on social media and whether you're doing it for business or not like if you just have mm-hmm. a personal account I know it can be scary to share what's real but I find that when we when we are authentic and we show up as our true authentic self Mm-hmm. we connect deeper with people than we yes. ever, ever would have been able to 
right? Just mm -hmm. showing them the pretty pictures and the perfection mm -hmm. moments and the things that we, yeah. you know, set up perfectly. Like I love so much when, when moms, for example, they'll show like their <laughs> yeah. kids just freaking losing their minds and the yeah. house a mess instead of just like the family portrait where everyone's like smiling and happy. And yeah, like, this exactly. is real life. Like let's show the real stuff too. I think that's, yeah, I think that's so important. And the world needs that the world needs authenticity. So Exactly. And there's so much like there's so much that can be said about that, too. But I think even just it took a lot for me to like just not care about what people would say. But I know like as soon as I started just being more open, more real, that's when like people can actually build trust in you. And that's when you can build those better connections, better relationships. And that's honestly where my business took off. And that's when I started seeing that momentum and positive um benefit of it all and it's just inspired me to be more real more open and talk about things that I think need to be said um because mm -hmm. social media is so powerful if you allow it to be and it's so amazing the amount of connections and genuine friendships that you can make from it if you choose to focus on the good of it all so mm -hmm. and how much more joy does it bring you when you are being mm -hmm. real right yes when you're, when you're being a real person and you're sharing the the truth about who yep. you are and what's happening in your life. And not that we need to overshare, like I get it. There's some things that need to be yeah. sacred, but when we, Definitely. when we are, when we are being genuine, like mm -hmm. how much joy does that, you know, return back to us? It's incredible. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so this has been so good. So before we leave off, uh, last thing is let everybody know where they can connect with you. If they, you know, if they want to connect with you about nutrition or fitness, if they want to follow yeah. you <laughs> online, if they want to take any classes with you, um, cause your gym's doing online stuff right now. How can they, um, get in touch with you and kind of, yeah, follow along yeah. on your journey and connect. <laughs> so yes, my Instagram is plantly thriving and pretty much that's where I do majority of my business and all that kind of stuff. So definitely come follow me and always, like I always say, like my DMS are open. So <laughs> message me, even if you just want to be a friend, cause I'm, I swear I'm friendly. <laughs> and as for, no, um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and as for my gym, um, right now it's only, um, all of our online classes are only open to members. So, gotcha. um, yeah, <laughs> but if you did ever want to find out more information about that, I'm happy to chat, but you can find me online. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's awesome. And you guys can, you guys can be challenged and encouraged, uh, yeah. fitness and nutrition just by following Ashley on exactly. Social media. So that's great. Awesome. And I'm always happy to help out with any questions or anyone ever has, if anyone ever has it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you are just freaking awesome. And I'm so grateful no, for Sorry. <laughs> thank you. I'm so grateful for your time and for your positivity and your, just your brightness. Like I just, I think you're, mm -hmm. I think you're a wonderful person and thank I you. love the work that you do and the difference that you make and you do it in a unique way. You shine and just keep doing, just keep doing it. And guys go follow her and connect and, and become, you know, new Insta friends and, yes. <laughs> and I want uh, all friends. yeah. And I'm sure that we'll collaborate on some other things together in the future. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll be able to help ourselves because we, you know, <laughs> exactly. we've I'm built, <laughs> what's that? I'm always down for anything. Sweet. Yeah. We've built quite a bond. So guys, thanks for tuning in and Ashley, thank you again so much for being on and of course, guys, thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.